0: In preschool, they say, if you wanna make a friend, be a friend. In therapy,
1: they say, if you wanna have a good life, do good things. And in the middle ages, they said, if you wanna solve a crime, commit a crime. In those days, it was the crime of torture. Today, we're counting down the top 10 medieval torture methods from the creative, to the sadistic, to the downright brutal. And we know many of you listening can handle disturbing content, but we still advise a little discretion with this episode. So let's get into history's worst detectives. Hey all you weirdos, welcome to Crime Countdown, a Spotify original from ParCast. I'm Ash. And I'm Elena. Every week we'll highlight 10
0: fascinating stories of history's most engaging and unsettling crimes, all picked by the ParCast research god.
1: This episode we're counting down the top 10 medieval torture methods. Alright, so I'm gonna take full blame
0: for this episode. (laughs) Yeah, you are. I'm gonna do it. We covered this topic on Morbid at my behest, like at my suggestion. Mm-hmm. And it was fascinating and truly stomach churning, which is my favorite combo. Cute. And I just knew the Parcast
1: Research Gods would have a field day with it, just like I did. That's really sweet of you. It is. This was definitely your suggestion, (laughs) not mine, because I remember doing this on Morbid and wanting to take a Pepto-Bismol afterward. I remember that. (laughs) Because I was so nauseous. And I'm so excited to do this all over again now. Thank you. You're so welcome. I'm so glad to be of service. Yeah. (laughs) So funny. I'm actually kind of excited to see if
0: they got some that I didn't catch the first time around. I think they did. In the first one that we did for Morbid, I did take some out because I was like, oh, we'll do one later, maybe.
1: No, but maybe they did it Well, and here we are
0: doing it again. And honestly, there are so many. It could be a series unto itself. Yeah. And the craziest things about it is obviously the torture. That's pretty gnarly. Mm -hmm. But there's also the fact that it was done usually when someone was just accused or suspected of something. It wasn't like, oh, we caught you doing this. It was like... Someone over there told me that you might have done this. And then it was like, maybe you looked at the king with a side eye. I don't know. <laughs> that's
1: exactly what it was. And that's the sad part because some of these people, I feel like they probably didn't even do anything. Oh probably like 90 percent. Right. And they died like the worst possible deaths. The worst. So FYI, this is going to get real gory. So if that's not your thing, uh, we'll see you next Monday (laughs) and I will be a significantly different person. (laughs) Well, without further ado, let's get into it. (laughs) Elena has five methods and unfortunately, so do I. But neither of us knows who's going to throw up first, even though I have my money on myself. Mine too. Let's start the countdown.
3: The best of Easter begins with a full Honey baked spread. Mm. It's the thing that brings flavor to all the fun and festivities. The bites that make all your guests grateful that Easter's here a little early this year. Enjoy the sweet and crunchy glaze of Honey Baked's bone-in half ham, mouth-watering sides, and desserts. Mm. And make this year's Easter the best tasting one yet. Cheers. Every bite is a celebration with the
2: Honey Baked Ham Company.
1: I'll start us off with number 10, gibbeting. Gibbeting is when they would publicly hang a body in a metal human shaped cage in chains. The body would hang in whatever town was chosen as a constant reminder don't break the law, or you'll become a chandelier. Or you will be a gibbet. (laughs) So gibbeting peaked in popularity in the 1740s, which I would expect it to be in like the 1300s. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Me too. Yeah, same. And then it became officially mandated with the 1752 Murder Act. The Murder Act, you say? Yes, the Murder Act required convicted murderers to be gibbeted publicly to deter other people from killing other people. Damn, that would deter me. It would absolutely deter me and I don't think I would want to kill anybody anyway no some people <laughs> could be gibbeted alive oh. which meant that you starved to death while hanging in this contraption if they put a gibbet up in your town, it got everyone's attention. <laughs> it did? It did. I wonder why. I'm shocked. But it wasn't exactly a welcomed event. Because you would start stinking. Exactly. <laughs> the gibbet with the body stayed in place until it fell apart from wear and tear. Oh. So you would have to live with the stench and inside of that body for like potentially years. So basically you all got punished. Yeah. <laughs> it added to the purpose of it all. Yeah. Only men were gibbeted, though. Oh, good. Women's <laughs> bodies were generally given to surgeons for dissection. Cool, cool, cool. Cute, cute. Gibbeting was formally abolished, luckily, in 1834. Jeez. Lucky for all you fellas out there. <laughs>
0: all you fellas out there. You can't be gibbeted anymore. Gross. Nine. Nine. At number nine is the rack. Oh, the rack is basically a wooden body stretcher. The person's ankles and wrists are tied up with ropes. The ropes are then used to pull the body in opposite directions until their limbs are dislocated or torn off. No. Essentially, real intense Pilates. <laughs> I've never done Pilates like that. Sure you have. I've barely done real Pilates. Well, what's fun is any kind of criminal could be subject to the rack. Men, women, <laughs> all. Anybody, check yourself before you rack yourself. <laughs> and more than anything, <laughs> it was used to get confessions out of people.
1: I feel like it probably did a pretty good job of that. It would
0: do a real good job for me, I'll tell you I that I would much. confess
1: to anything. I would confess
0: to something if somebody just made me do Pilates. Yeah. So never mind the rack. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> In 65 CE, Emperor Nero used the rack to get the names of conspirators who had plans to assassinate him. I mean, I can't blame him for that. All right, I'd like to know
1: who was going to assassinate an me. I Get
0: it? It's a way to do it. In the late Middle Ages, there were some upgrades. Oh, good. And this included one with spikes that penetrated the victim's back. <gasps> So their spinal cord oh was ripped apart. Oh my God. No big deal. Ew. What an upgrade. Ew. They're like, now with spinal cord tearing spike. Oh my God, ow, my back, like <laughs> I felt that. It's like the rack, titanium. Ew. <laughs> Ew, it's like a car upgrade. Sure is. But worse. There was an infamous torture rack in the good old Tower of London for Oof. those identified as having committed the most serious of crimes against the state. In the mid 17th century, The Tower of London stopped using it because, you know what? It was suddenly deemed cruel and ineffective. You know why? Why? Because people would just confess to anything to get off of it. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Eight.
1: Number eight on our countdown of top 10 medieval torture methods is the pear of anguish. So metal. The metalist. The so metalist. The stories about the actual use of this device are varied, but the pear-shaped metal contraption would be inserted into an orifice with the goal of causing searing agony. Ugh. And I am already in agony. I am too. The pear-shaped end of the instrument would open like a flower. Oh. Causing massive internal damage, i.e., the grossest, most horrible t- Ever. The guy know from hell. Ew. So the pair of anguish was brutal, and many women who were tortured in the medieval dungeons died from their injuries. Look at my shocked face. Obviously. <laughs> so one story said that it was mostly used to punish women accused of inducing a miscarriage, lying, or being gay. So I'm out. (laughs) You're out. Pear of Anguish for you. Another story said it was mostly used against women who were accused of witchcraft. Uh Uh-oh. Strike two for me. Uh Uh-oh. The pear was allegedly not used before the 17th century. And some stories say that it was referred to as the choke pear. Ooh. It would be used on victims, usually robbery victims, to keep them from calling for help. That's horrific, right? So the criminals would put the pair of anguish in the victim's mouth, Oh. and the victim would have to then bribe the criminals to get the key. It's medieval saw. It is. I wonder if that's where Lee Wan L got the idea for that. Lee Wan L, are you doing like history <laughs> research? He when might you do be. This? I love Ugh. that guy. We love Lee. Seven.
0: At number seven this week is the ancient Chinese torture method known as LingQi. LingQi loosely translates to death by a thousand cuts. Oh. And it's exactly what it sounds like. The execution method was used from the 7th century until 1905 when it was officially outlawed. 1905? Yeah. 1905. Wow. I'm surprised it took that long. I know. Criminals were given small cuts to the skin, and it was intended to see how many cuts they get before (gasps) dying or simply losing consciousness. Oh, my God. So it was a slow punishment, one might say. You know what I'm thinking? The first cut was not the deepest. Certainly was not. Oh, certainly was not. Well, you had to commit a capital crime in order to receive the punishment, one that seriously flouted the social orders of that period. Like Like, showing your ankles. Yeah, just you showed an ankle. (laughs) How dare you? One issue with it was that the Chinese law was uh, unclear and not specific about how to apply the punishment. You got
1: to be real clear with these torture methods. Yeah, you
0: can't just be like a thousand cuts. You got to give them some kind of
1: regulations. There needs
0: to be a cutting off period. No
1: pun intended. A manual of some
0: sort. I don't know. Well, some criminals died within 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. while others received about 3,000 cuts before (gasps) dying. It would also depend on the severity of the crime. Ew. And if you're a bleeder, I imagine. Yeah, you'd be dead pretty quick. I'd be good. You give me three cuts and I'd be like, well, I'm no more for this world. I'm not really a bleeder. I think I'd be there for a while. You'd be in trouble. You'd be the 3,000 cuts I know. In 1961, a French cultural theorist wrote about Ling and the complex relationship between pleasure and pain. Oh? And this is because one photo he used with his study shows a victim of Ling smiling bigger every time he's cut. Okay, that's odd. You know what? We're not gonna kink shame here. Oh, okay. (laughs) All righty.
1: Six. Also on our list at number six, the head crusher. Ooh. Guess what this does? It probably hurts your feet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So this looks like the device that you receive an eye puff test on at the doctor. (laughs) You set your chin down on a bar. But in this case, there's also a little bowl-shaped cap that just goes on your head. And then there's a giant screw that presses down when it's twisted or cranked. So different from a glaucoma test. A little bit different. A little different. Just a little bit. So in medieval India and Persia, trained elephants were used to crush the heads of criminals. That was the modern upgrade. This head crusher is the modern upgrade of them. <laughs> I know, and elephants are my favorite animal, so thanks so much for ruining them. Oh, and them. they're so sweet. I know, they didn't want to do that. They didn't. It was sadistic. The torturer could really take their time with the screw, depending on what they were looking to do with this person that they were punishing. So if you got like a real psycho... Which you probably did. Because if they're doing it in the first place... Exactly. They could like really relish it. hmm This was another device often used to coax confessions out of people. And you're going to hate this part. Are you ready? Uh Uh-oh. You're not. The victim's teeth would shatter before they died. And we're not done yet, honey. The eyeballs would pop out. Oh, of course they would. Oh my God. Ow, I had to close my eyes. It's the teeth shattering. They're pretty inventive because some head crushers had containers in the front to like catch the eyeballs when they fell out of the victim's head. Oh, that's nice. At least there was that. We don't want to make a mess. No, never. No. There was probably already enough to clean up. Yeah, you don't want eyeballs floating around the floor. Nope. So the head crusher. Yeah, I'm like (laughs) really angry at you for suggesting doing this. It's a real situation. This whole list is a real situation, Elena. I'm glad I got the rack.
0: I'm happy for you. Love the titanium upgrade with the spinal cord crushing spikes. You know. I love it.
1: It's like the twenty twenty version. We're
0: into it. Ew. So far these are pretty gnarly. I have a couple that I'm waiting for. We will see if you have them.
1: Okay. But I don't know. I feel like you would have been
0: more significantly changed if you had these ones. Oh girl, I'm changed. (laughs)
3: Hi, listeners, it's Vanessa from ParCast Network. Searching for something a little spooky to dig into? Then check out the Spotify original from ParCast, Superstitions. Every Wednesday, explore the varying beliefs people around the world fear and follow in this eerie new series. Each week, step inside stories that illustrate the horror, weirdness, and truth behind humanity's strangest codes of conduct. Why do black cats represent witchcraft? What's the point of carrying a rabbit's foot around with you? And how come certain films seem cursed and others don't? Each new episode of Superstitions presents a story that unlocks the mysteries of unorthodox traditions and surreal phenomena. They may seem mystical or illogical or completely insane, but then again, do they? Follow the podcast series Superstitions, free on Spotify or wherever
2: you get your podcasts.
1: All right, let's jump back in with number five on our countdown of medieval torture methods. Starting off the second half of our list,
0: the wheel. Kind of like the wreck. Kind of like the Wheel of Fortune. This punishment originated in ancient Rome, where many ancient punishments came from. Cute. The best ones, you might say. The victim was tied to a horizontal wheel, and then their limbs would be bludgeoned with a blunt force object. (gasps) Afterwards, their broken limbs were then threaded through the spokes of the wheel, and they were left like that to die. I need to run away. I need to run away. (laughs) Lots of rubbery limbs. Oh my god. This specific punishment was reserved for serious crimes, like... Spreading the Black Death. Oh. It's a pretty serious crime. Okay. <laughs> Not only was the punishment physically cruel, but they did it to publicly humiliate the offender. I bet it did the trick. It's pretty humiliating to get all your limbs broken on a wheel
1: and I'd then say. like threaded into <laughs> and it then like just a threaded
0: in there. Several bodies have been discovered where it's pretty clear they had been broken on the wheel. Such as in Milan, Italy. Oh, we love a fashion capital. (laughs) There you go. Dead wheel bodies. Yeah, you know. Archaeologists there examined remains dating from the Roman Empire to the 16th century found beneath the Sam Ambrosio Square. The remains of one man was believed to have been a victim of the wheel because he had two buckles used with the device on each side of his body gross woof the man was between 17 and 20 years old when he died which is so young i know even back then that's young so young Well, the long bones in his forearms and legs had been shattered perpendicularly <sighs> yes in 1348 during the plague A Jewish person underwent this punishment and was tortured for four days and four nights. How did they even make it through four days and nights? Well, this was the longest known survival of the wheel in history. I don't think I'd want to break
1: that record. I
0: don't want that badge of honor. No
1: thanks. Four. Landing at number four this week is the wooden horse, or the Spanish horse. It's also called the Spanish donkey, but what it's never been called is fun. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, no. This torture device was originally invented to punish those found guilty of heresy or witchcraft. Imagine a giant wooden toy horse, but instead of a saddle, You're sitting on the corner of a triangle. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to cry throughout this entire one. Ouch. So the hands of those being punished would be tied up in front of them and their legs would be dangling on either side. Brr. And if the torturers wanted it to be even more awful, Alina, <laughs> they would add weights to each ankle to pull the victim oh, down no. more on the triangle. Oh, no. And then... To be even ruder. Stop. The victim's ankles were also covered with hot ashes, what? Or just singed with straight up fire. Why? Oh, do you want to know why? Why would you do that? Because it would make them squirm around even more on the freaking triangle, causing them more bodily harm. Ow. I am like moving in my seat right I now. I feel it. I do too and it feels like the pain would be Ouch. extreme, leading to permanent disfigurement and death obviously. Yeah. So, while it begins in medieval times, the wooden horse actually lasted quite a long time as a punishment method. Hate that. At one point, it was a common punishment in the American provinces, Uh oh. both among the royal troops and the militia. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that's great, huh? In 1775, the first week George Washington commanded the Continental Army, he approved a soldier's court-martial verdict to ride the wooden horse. That's not in Hamilton. That is not the George Washington (laughs) we know and love. No. No. Take him off the dollar. Uh, It's even been recorded as a punishment in civil court cases. uh, Oh, my God. Eek. Forever changed. Yeah, that one's a rough one. Next Monday is going to be so different for all of you. (laughs) I'm going to be just crying through everything from this point forward. Thank you. We're all okay. Uh, We're not. Three.
0: Number three on our countdown of medieval torture methods is waterboarding. Awesome. This is another torture method that has somehow stood the test of time, despite being considered a pretty barbaric practice, even in the Middle Ages.
1: And that says a lot.
0: Yeah, waterboarding is where you hold the victim down and force water into their airways to simulate the feeling of drowning.
1: Why would you want to do that to anyone? Worst nightmare.
0: Generally, a rag is placed over the head of the person, so when the water is poured, they're somewhere in the middle of drowning and not drowning. I
1: love how, like, happily you're Such saying this. fun place to be. You're
0: horrible. The rag allows for exhaling, but not inhaling. That's really important. <laughs> inhaling, is it? It's real important. You gotta inhale. Getting oxygen in is super important. <laughs> Waterboarding, because of this, can cause brain damage due to oxygen deprivation.
1: You don't say. This
0: is terrible. <laughs> Waterboarding dates back more than 700 years to 14th century France, but it became a global form of torture.
1: Because everyone just like took notes. It spread
0: like the wave. Used by the Spanish Inquisition, it made its way to the Philippines as Spain colonized the islands. The Philippines is also where the US would first begin waterboarding people during the Philippine-American War. The May 1902 Life magazine cover featured American soldiers in the Philippines waterboarding people.
1: Are you kidding me? Sure did. How did that make it out? Not real
0: sure. Wow. President Theodore Roosevelt sent a cable to the US Army urging soldiers to curb the practice because it was seen as such a barbaric act. You don't have to stop it. Just Just curb it. Curb it. Just curb it. Only three a week. Slow down. There have been reports of it being used as recently as 2018. Despite the illegality of it in many places today, it continues to be used. The Spanish horse. Wow! I'm a changed gal. I am a changed gal just from talking about wow. it. Wow! I think there's one called like the Judas triangle or something, and it's similar to that. Great! Where they're just like sitting on a triangle. I wanted to know that. Thank I'm you for telling sure. me. Thank (laughs) you so much. Because we didn't do the Spanish horse, but we did the other one.
1: Mm -hmm, We Mm -hmm. did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I forgot about it. Nostalgia brought me right back. Thanks
1: so much (laughs) for the memories. I'm still waiting for a couple. I'm not. I'm still waiting (laughs) for this to be over is what I'm (laughs) waiting for. (laughs) Guys, it's going to get worse. Oh, man. And you have number one. We're at the top
0: two.
1: we're down to the final two spots on our countdown of medieval torture methods thank god at number two is the strapado strapado is a form of torture that began with the medieval inquisition the accused would have their hands tied behind their backs then the rope looped over a ceiling or a pulley to lift the person in the air And as you can imagine, this often caused dislocated shoulders and torn ligaments, and I'm moving my shoulders to make sure they're located. I actually love this one, and I'm sad that you have it. This is one of the ones I was waiting for. What is wrong with you? And by love, I mean it's like, whoa. Yeah, it is like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that an Ali and AJ song? It's like a roller coaster ride, up and down, side to side. Don't sue us. Wow. So in the Inquisitions, they were looking for those who went against widely recognized religious beliefs because if you weren't falling in line, the strappado equaled a confession. <laughs> it sure did. Mm-hmm. Bravo. There was a variety in the way that the strappado was used. As mentioned, the hands were tied behind the back and lifted into the air. But sometimes if they were feeling a little like, crazy i'm <laughs> feeling a little kooky they'd incorporate abrupt drops of the rope oh. from various heights that added you know just pain suffering and a lot more damage yeah oh my god <laughs> and if they wanted to they would just tie the person's hands in front of them lift them up still but then add weights to their ankles to like essentially stretch them out Ooh. Uh It makes my legs hurt. And if you didn't confess to the Inquisition, you could be sentenced to life in prison, which I would take. (laughs) I was going to say you might take that over this. I would take that or I would just confess ASAP. So psychological torture was involved, too, because the Inquisitors knew how to question the accused so that they'd get confused and possibly confess, even if they weren't guilty. Yeah, they just wanted to end. I just said I would do the exact same thing. So there would also be repeat offenders, people who confessed and then retracted their confessions, but then publicly went back to commit heresy. Why would you do that? That's the thing. I'm like, you already experienced that, and you're really playing a dangerous game here, my dude. Strap it on me once. Shame on you. Strap it on <gasps> me
0: twice. Shame on
1: me. Strap it on me never.
2: <laughs> One.
0: And that brings us to number one on our countdown of the top 10 medieval torture methods. Finally, the saw. You mentioned saw earlier. Saw. The name says it. The accused was tied up and hung upside down. They would then begin to get sawed in half lengthwise. (gasps) Oh my god. Roin to head until they confessed or died. Eventually you're going to die anyway. Yup. So during the Inquisition, Inquisitors would travel from village to village, often without torture devices because they're heavy. So this made the saw very popular. This is just
1: like their door-to-door salesman now? Yeah, like they didn't have mobile torture devices that just like folded up into nothing. I know. So they had a
0: saw, so you gotta make do with what you got. Mainly because you could find a saw and rope in most houses and didn't need to find any complicated devices for the other methods. Oh my god, why
1: didn't everybody just get rid of their saws? So this
0: is just everybody just working with what they have. Same as with most of the methods during the time, they wanted confessions and to make examples out of the accused. Great. Yeah, here's an example of someone cut in half. So some saw victims were cut completely in half just as a symbolic gesture. What is symbolic about that? Hey, look at this guy. There's now two halves of
1: him. <laughs> this is why Don't the do plague what he happened. Did. That's what it is. Because there's just blood everywhere. Just lots of
0: gore. It was a cheap way to torture and kill victims accused of witchery, adultery, murder, blasphemy, or even theft. Why would you ever do anything wrong throughout this? I'd be a mute. I would stay in my house mm-hmm. and I would just twiddle my thumbs i'd just be like in a corner crying yeah pretty much and then they'd be like you're very emotional we should we should saw you in (laughs) half (laughs) so why upside down
1: because they're messed up why would they hang you upside down i don't know you want to know no you want to know i don't i'm gonna tell you tell me
0: so this is over so they'd hang you upside down because most blood diverted to the brain so it slowed down the loss of blood and it humiliated the victim because if you're not losing as much blood, you're not dying as quickly. So they're going to be able to saw you further
1: down. I love that they're like and that's humiliating. They're like, "Wow, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> no pictures, please. No pictures." They're like, it's the Inquisition. What are you talking about? In the middle of witchcraft.
0: Like, if I see this on Instagram, I swear to you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so when a confession was required, the victim was frequently forced to watch someone else be subjected to this.
1: That will change you. That will change That'll change, That'll change
0: you. That's when you can officially say, I've seen some shit. That's when That's you can when officially you put that, say it. That feather in your cap. Yeah. And just as a little fun fact, this happens in the 2016 horror movie Terrifier when a crazy killer clown, who is one of the scariest killer clowns you'll ever see by the way, believable, makes one victim watch
1: as he saws the other one in half. Let me check that off my movies to watch as one of them not to watch. Terrifier. Wow, Elena, do you
0: agree (laughs) with the podcast research gods? You know what? The saw is definitely, I think, number one out of all these. Yeah. I mean, I would say the Spanish horse. You know, I almost said so. That's a tie. Oh, God, don't even talk about it anymore. But you want to know something? (laughs) No. I got a couple that they missed. No, (laughs) go home. There's two that I just feel like they got to be talked about. They gotta be mentioned. Well, do it quickly. Well, the first one is the brazen bull. I had that on. You remember the brazen bull. Yeah, how could I forget? This was done by Perilos of Athens in the sixth century. It was. Correct. They would usually do it for people who committed treason. Uh So you had to be like a baddie to make it happen. A baddie. A real baddie. And they would take this hollow bronze bull, which is fancy. You would be ordered to go into this bowl, inside the hollowed out part of it, and then the door was locked behind you. And after that, they lit a fire under the bowl, and it was heated to the point that it was so red hot that you would just be roasted to death in the bowl. And the head of the bull, this is the fun part, ready? No. The head of the bull had specialized tubes that converted the screams of the person inside into the bellowing of an angry bull. I'm sorry, but how did they have the technology for that back then, but just not for like, anything like, for good? Just some tubes and pipes that made it sound like a bull is just yelling. Humanity? Like, we think humanity's bad now. The last thing I'll talk about, which I think would have been number one if it was on the list.
1: Is this the Viking one? the
0: blood eagle i knew it so this is the viking one the victim's hands and legs were tied then the person doing this would stab this person by his tailbone and up towards the (gasps) rib cage each rib would then be one by one separated from the backbone with an axe which left the victim's internal organs just out for everybody to see by the way the victim's alive through this. Because uh-huh. they have not killed them yet. So you're torture. Through pretty much the whole thing. And then they would literally rub salt into the gaping wounds. Yep. Just rub some salt in there. And as if this isn't bad enough, after having all of these person's ribs cut up and spread out, the torturer would then pull the lungs out and <gasps> flay them over the ribs to make it look like this person had a pair of wings spread out of their back. So the blood eagle was what you were. You were just this big, slimy blood eagle. I have <laughs> nothing left to say to you. I'm I'm out.
1: I mean, that's number one, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Bye. That's number one. Thanks for listening. We <laughs> might be back next week with another great episode. Remember to follow Crime Countdown on Spotify to get a brand new episode delivered every week. You can find all episodes of Crime Countdown and all other podcast shows for free on Spotify. Spotify has all your favorite music and podcasts all in one place. They're making it easier to listen to whatever you want to hear for free, on your phone, computer, or smart speaker. And if you can't get enough of these creepy crimes, check
0: out our After Crime Countdown podcast playlist on Spotify, where we've handpicked even
1: more episodes about this week's stories that we think you'll enjoy. And if you like this show, follow at Parcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter.
0: And you know what? If you made it this far, congratulations. (laughs) You deserve everything. (laughs) And you know what? You'd like our other show, which we also covered medieval torture methods on, Morbid. You can listen to us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram at Morbid Podcast and on Twitter at Amorbid Podcast. Keep it weird and avoid triangular horses until next Monday. Don't look at the king with a side eye. Bye. Bye. Crime Countdown is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler. Sound design by Kristin Acevedo with associate sound design by Kevin McAlpine. Produced by John Cohen and associate produced by Jonathan Ratliff. Fact-checking by Kara McErlean. Research by Ambika Chotera, Jay Cahio, and Mickey Taylor. Crime Countdown stars Ash Kelly and Elena Urquhart.
3: Hi, it's Vanessa again. Don't forget to check out the new Spotify original from ParCast, Superstitions. Listen every Wednesday for the surprising backstories to our most curious beliefs and thrilling tales that illuminate the mystical eeriness of our favorite superstitions.